want to be like I know that you want to be excellent in what you do and that's okay aiming for greatness is a good thing but so is the journey towards it all the world's greatest athletes trained hard lost matches suffered from injuries and went through all sorts of other detours no nobody made it to the top on their first try always remember that so but did did that disqualify them for greatness absolutely not but you can be sure that when they did reach number one the journey with all its ups downs tumbles and turns made the achievement all the more sweeter Hey, 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 you are listening to the Delegate Your Way to Success podcast with me, Christy Yoder. I am the founder of Smart BAs. I feel how entrepreneurs or business owners like you are passionate about business growth, efficient service delivery, time and money management, but I also feel your longing to do more and achieve more with lesser demand of time and resources within your 24-hour pie. So my goal on this podcast is to help entrepreneurs like you get their time freedom and life back while growing your business if you're ready to get your life back spend more time with your friends and family then you are in the right place so let's get started hey thank you again for listening to today's episode and i am so excited to talk about today's topic because i know that there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there who are currently struggling with this specific struggle and i'm actually one of them so this is also a good reminder for me to just continue to press on and just keep going so today's topic is all about conquering imposter syndrome Ooh, are you excited now <laughs> so before i dive right in I, I just want to tell you a story about Natalie Portman. So I don't know if you know her, but I hope that you do because she's pretty big. I mean, not literally big, but her name is big. You know, she's uh, well known in Hollywood. So in 1999, Natalie Portman was an 18-year-old college freshman at Harvard University. Okay, and then... Um, there's Star Wars Episode 1, um, which is called The Phantom Menace. Um, it, it had just been released during that time. And in that um, specific Star Wars episode, Natalie Portman portrayed Queen Amidala in her first major blockbuster role. And then that movie became a hit it's a very successful uh, and you know everyone just imagine that natalie walking is just walking around you know the campus of harvard university with her head with her with her head held high as confident and charming as we imagine hollywood stars ought to be well i hate to break the news but we imagined wrong so in 2015, 12 years after completing a degree in psychology, Natalie returned to Harvard to give a speech address to the graduating class. 
I don't know if you have sh uh, watched her video video about it, but she shared that quote unquote today I feel much like I did when I came to Harvard Yard as a freshman in nineteen ninety nine. I felt like there had been some mistake that I wasn't smart enough to be in this company and that every time I opened my mouth, I would have to prove that I wasn't just a dumb actress. So that's what she shared. My question is, have you ever felt the same way? Granted, the circumstances around your own feelings of doubt and insecurity may look very different. Yet that inner sense of being a fraud is totally relatable right i know i can relate to that like big time well it has a name and it is called the imposter syndrome so australian entrepreneur mike cannon brooks defines this phenomenon so aptly he says it's the feeling of being well out of your depth yet already entrenched in the situation. Internally, you know you're not skilled enough, experienced enough, or qualified enough to justify being there, yet you are there. So, imposter syndrome is characterized by feeling, feeling as though you don't belong, like you don't deserve the job you have or the, accomplish, the accomplishments you have achieved. And along with these feelings comes a gnawing sense of eventually being discovered or found out to be the fraud you believe you are. <laughs> it's funny, right? So Maya Angelou, uh, she's an author, she, uh, had this to say on the subject. She said, I have written 11 books, but each time I think, uh-oh, they're going to find out now. I've run a game on everybody and they're going to find me out. So her thought that, that has echoed and is echoing still in the minds of men and women across generations, race, and job description. In fact, as you are listening to this, you are probably already counting yourself in, recalling all the times you've thought along the same lines. And so my friends, I've said all that to say this. If you suffer from the imposter syndrome, know that you are in exceptional company. Contrary to the lies in your head, these fraudulent feelings aren't uniquely yours, so please do not own it. The good news is, imposter syndrome can be overcome. And the better news? I've got some practical and concrete habits that you can start developing today to overcome it. So let's get started. So over the course of studying the subject, expert uh, Dr. Valerie Young identified five categories of imposter syndrome according to competence type. Oh, this is becoming very interesting. So she said that there are five different kinds of or different type, types of competency. So we have perfectionist, the superwoman or superman, the natural genius, the soloist, and the expert. On her website, impostorsyndrome.com, Dr. Young gives a detailed description of each competence type 
And here they are in a nutshell. First, we have the perfectionist and the perfectionist primary focus is on how to get something done. The, the tiniest flaw or glitch would equate to failure and shame. Second, we have the superwoman or the superman. Uh, the superwoman and or the superman measures uh, competence based on how many roles they can both juggle and excel in. Success is driven by his or her ability to handle everything easily and perfectly. And the, in the inability to do so equates to failure and shame. Third, we have the natural genius, which focuses on how and when accomplishments happen. So he or she should be able to acquire and master skills easily and swiftly. In fact, he or she should be able to achieve this on the first try. Kind of sounds like me. So, and struggling to do so or taking too long equates to, to failure and shame. And fourth, we have the soloist, which focuses on who completes the task. He or she thrives on being able to achieve success with the help of no one. Admitting the need for any kind of help or assistance equates to failure and shame. And the last one, we have um, the expert. And the expert focuses on what and how much they know or can do. He or she believes it is necessary to know everything beforehand. Not knowing everything, even things people don't expect them to know in the first place, equates to failure and shame. So my question is, did any of these descriptions hit a sensitive spot for you? Well, I'll be the first to admit that I've dealt with these feelings of inadequacy and shame throughout my journey as an entrepreneur. And what I've learned is that we don't overcome by not feeling them because we inevitably do. We overcome through the consistent practice of taking them captive and channeling them into something good. How? I'm going to tell you some ways. Okay, so you might need a pen and paper to write these down because these are so good. Okay, first, leave room for error and welcome it as an opportunity for growth. There is so much to learn from the mistakes we make. Rather than seeing these mistakes as ugly blotches on your character, instead, consider them as fertile soil from which only good things can grow. So if you are a perfectionist, you are likely to mull over an error for hours or days on end. Rather than simmering over what you've, you should have done, make a list of what you could do better or differently next time. Look for opportunities to grow rather than being weighed down by oppor opportunities you think you missed. Always look ahead and celebrate the fact that you are in a position to try again. Okay? Second, draw the line between working hard to become better versus working hard to prove you are better. It all boils down to what motivates you. So two people could be working equally hard and excelling at the same, pl at the same pace. 
So we have person A. Person A is driven by the desire to become a better version of themselves. He or she enjoys the process knowing that there is always room to progress and learn. On the other hand, person B is driven by the desire to, to prove their worth to everyone else. He or she is bogged down by the process, always thinking that they don't measure up and therefore must compensate by doing even more. Are you a person A or person B? Be true to yourself as to why you do what you do. If you feel the need to prove your worth of to, to prove your worth or your competence, go back and review your journey so far. Take inventory of all the things you've achieved that back up the fact that you deserve to be where you are and are capable of going further still. Okay, number three, relax your grip on being an achiever and embrace being a learner. You want to be, like, I know that you want to be excellent in what you do and that's okay. Aiming for greatness is a good thing, but so is the journey towards it. All the world's greatest athletes trained hard, lost matches, suffered from injuries, and went through all sorts of other detours. No, nobody made it to the top on their first try. Always remember that. So, but did, they, did that disqualify them for greatness? Absolutely not. But you can be sure that when they did reach number one, the journey with all its ups, downs, tumbles, and turns made the achievement all the more sweeter. So embrace the learning process and release the pressure you've been living under. You are not a fraud for going through a journey that most people are also going through themselves. Okay, number four. Well, as, is, as cheesy as it sounds, it's true. Teamwork makes the dream work. Mike Cannon Brooks shares that most of the successful people he knows don't question themselves, but they do regu regularly question their ideas and their knowledge. He says they know when the water is way too deep and they're not afraid to ask for advice. They don't see that as a bad thing. So trusting other people to, to come alongside you on your journey may be a scary thing, especially when you feel the need to prove your worth, but keep at it. Eventually, you, might fi you may find that sharing the journey is actually fun and asking for help is a rewarding experience. Lastly, remember this. Oh, this is my favorite. Knowledge will never be enough. In your entire lifetime, how much you know will never outweigh how much you don't know. Okay? Our brains can only take so much. Submitting to that fact will free you from the endless pursuit of wanting to know enough so that you can prove your worth. You will never know enough. None of us will. But we can keep learning new skill sets or gaining more knowledge about our fields as we go through our respective journeys. The beauty of this is that our worth grows as we grow. Take it from Einstein himself, a man whose name is synonymous to genius. He quoted, Imagination is more important than knowledge. Knowledge is limited. Imagination encircles the world. So my friend, the next time you feel like a fraud, stop the thought right in its tracks. Take it captive and speak truth over it. 
express gratitude for your journey thus far and set your eyes on the road that lies ahead. The fact that you are on this journey at all just goes to show that you are worthy of it. So don't waste your time thinking that you don't deserve what you have right now. Please stop it. Keep going. The rest of us are doing the very same thing right alongside you. Alright, and so that's it for today. I hope you have learned a lot. I hope that somehow I have inspired you to just keep on keeping on. And I want to get to know more of you, whoever you are listening right now. Feel free to send me a message on Instagram. You can uh, look me up at Christy Abby Yoder and I'll be... I'll be willing to, you know, chat whatever you it is that you're going through right now and just help you out with your business. Don't be shy because I'm not. <laughs> All right. See you again next week. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you learned a lot from this episode, please share this with your friends and feel free to reach out to me on Instagram if you have any questions. And if you need to hire a virtual assistant to help you get your life back, please visit smartvirtualassistants.com. See you next week for another episode. Thanks!